You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Sean is one of my brothers who we just, um, the flat out deal is this. We resonate with one another. We can disagree in a really, I believe, healthy way, which is what I would encourage many people to do. There's a real listening, and I think the key to the listening is the truth. If you're coming from a truth of who we are and that we're okay and we're not in fear like we talked about in the last you're episode. You're not threatened by my truth, Zero. and I'm not threatened by yours. It, that's, why we can, yeah, yeah. that's why we can talk and even raise voices and still, not really, okay. not yet. But we talked uh, in another episode about me and my friend Dominic, how we could just like really get into what looks like and sounds yeah. like an argument, and we're good after that. Yeah. And I think that's such an important piece in relationship of any kind, but it all comes down to whether I'm threatened by your view of the world or not. That's interesting. I'm having a rough time with someone right now, and um, I'm going to talk to you about it, and it's related to shame, which we we tease that topic because I think that there's, we talk about fear being the root yeah. of many things. I think shame are, and here's the irony of them both men, especially, and we're both men are afraid of the word fear. Can't say the word fear because it only has to represent yeah, means if there's a, a gun on you. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. You can't admit your fears. And in my opinion, then it exacerbates and then you become not a good man because now you're violent your man you're dealing with it yeah because you're not a good man if you're dealing with your fears in those ways those are unhealthy ways those hurt people if you're hurting Where do you think people those rules those... come from i have my own thought fear <laughs> yeah but like whose voice in other words the there are rules voice. Yeah. yeah it's it's a, it's a, it's a they i think we as men are afraid of being thrown away by the other men we're afraid yeah. of being discharged by our own team. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a lot of the things that we do, even the things that, that involve women, we're doing it to impress mm-hmm. our men, the patriarchal voice. And we're doing it to really, it's not even so much to impress them, but to not be dismissed by them. I can't believe you said that. I have something I'm going to confess. It's yeah, not, it's sure. nothing I'm proud of. I'm ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> but I was taught to have threesomes and to have multiple women to, to have models to, you know, we're taught, this is what you go for as a straight man. As, you yeah. get rewarded for it at a boy. This is why trophy wives exist. They're called a trophy wife for a reason. They're displayed like a trophy. Such a demeaning. Oh, I know phrase. it is. Of course yeah. it is. And yeah. yet it exists. It just exists. We can't yeah. deny that it exists and it's true. And there are many, many people, and by the way, you can see them. You can just, oh, my God. And it's everything. It's a trophy wife. It's a trophy car. It's a yes. trophy job. It's yes. a trophy house. This right. represents me. Represents winning. Yes. That's why it's a trophy. Which is another yeah. they thing. It's like the patriarchs are saying, this is their version of winning. So I had a threesome many years yeah, ago. Today? Oh. No, not today. Got it. But all bets be are off for later the, today. You never know. violating Somebody the six wants foot to rule. Well, I don't know. Not with the, the love, love master. master. Love could, master could still. I'm trying to convince my wife that I'm 
<laughs> to go with the six-inch rule or whatever. Whatever I'm going to get. Uh, anyway, there's no threesomes happen in my house during this virus. Jesus. You're right. Unless you're counting each hand as I, a I separate entity. I smell. Is she tired of me? I have no idea. It's so unbelievably non-sexual right now. Uh, is that where I was going to go with this? No. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, Sergio, it's leave it in. Sh- it's still shame. It's still shame. This conversation is I don't certainly care anymore. I don't yeah. care. So, anyway, I, I had this threesome. And uh, I have always, back then, this tells you how long ago it was, I always had a little recorder to record my, my uh, comedy bits. <laughs> so I pulled out the recorder and I said, uh, hey, tell Jeff what you're doing right now. <laughs> so I couldn't enjoy it myself. I had to share it with my friend. I had specifically wow. my friend who I knew would like this that I could be the macho guy to and say I had a threesome and you didn't. You were trying to impress him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the other day I posted <laughs> posted a picture of me and Farrah Fawcett, right? I saw it, yeah. And all these guys are jealous. I go, she's dead. Yeah. You know, it tells you what it means, and I don't look like that anymore, so who cares? <laughs> but I, I wouldn't do it as a brag anymore. I did it as a, a fun brag, like, hey, you know, my wife isn't looking at me. Look who sat on my lap at one time. Right, yeah. But it's a joke now. I don't think, oh, this really represents me. And it goes to show you how time passes. And like, I remember when I was growing up, Gina Lola Brigida or Bridget Bardot or whatever. I'm going, I would hear from like older people. I go, oh, she's hot. I go, you know, and now they're like dead or like really old. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. So it's all perspective. Right. So there is no trophy. There is no win in anything. There is no victory. Mm-hmm. The one of the loneliest nights of my life was when I won the Comedian of the Year American Comedy Awards. I win this thing. I'm thinking this is the answer of my life. It's the Academy Awards of com- comedians. Yeah. Previous winners are it's Jerry Seinfeld and Je- Ellen DeGeneres. This is it. The penultimate moment in my life. Never felt so lonely in my entire life. I didn't, where do I go now? I've got my trophy. Do I go out and like walk around with my trophy, which I did? Yeah. And by you the way, a lot of shame trophy. attached to that. Yeah. I mean, they made fun of me. They made fun of me, and it was it was worse. Now they're for comics, me. right? Oh my God! Of course. See, I think that's the thing. You just got dismissed by your own team. Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking this is my that's way the worst. into the team. It was my way out of the team because it was built on falsehoods. Mm. It was built on something not the truth that we talked about yeah. before. And if we're going to go somewhere and we're going to pass on a message, uh, one thing you and I agree on, Sean, is we have to get to our essential truth, our essence. If you can go there, that makes your decisions for you. And then you're going to know yeah. that this is a stupid decision, that this is never going to lead to any happiness for me to have another painting on my wall, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, that you have to have it better. You know, keeping up with the Jones is never, ever, ever going to work. It's a premise that's never worked in history, and it never will. Yeah, we get taught that we can be happy through achievements. Yeah. And it just— And it, ironically, yeah. it leads to more shame. Which then you need to achieve more yes. to get out of that. To and get out of that a cycle. until we— right. Yeah, until you get out of— Let's step Which out is essentially a shame cycle, right? It's a shame cycle. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so actually, dive into that. You, you, you started talking about— something that you're going through right now with somebody and yes it's, it's all related to shame yeah so i have uh this guy that i brought into my business and um i in my gut in my clean gut when i'm not in fear not in shame i know 
what this guy represents, and it's not good. However, my shame— Do you see yourself in him? Is that where the resonance is? There it is. There okay. it is. I see myself in him for a guy— I wished that someone did this for me, that I reached out to So him. like an earlier version of yourself when you were in the pain and shame. Yeah, yeah. In Got the pain, it. in the shame, and the yeah. manifestations of it. The yeah. very, very bad manifestations of it. And I recognized, I recognized that's who I used to be. And I wish someone reached out to me. Yeah. I wish someone would have put their hand out. I wish someone would help me with financially. I wish there was a dad there for me. So this is what these people become, my rescues. And they're not, it, every one of them turns out bad. So I did When you that. say your rescues, you're talking about being rescued? No, or rescuing, you're rescuing them. Oh, no them. one's ever rescued me. Got Never it. once. Yeah, I probably problem. wouldn't let them. So, yeah. you know, that's a whole other, to other topic. So I reached out to this guy, or he reached out to me, whatever it was. And then I saw all of those red flags. I paint them green because I want so much to do the right thing for this guy. Yeah. And I made him a ton of money. And he was broke, you know, horrible car with broken windows. And, and, and yet, during all this money-making, the window wasn't repaired. There wasn't anything getting better. Mm -hmm. Same, same uh, things would come up. He would be, you know, boundaryless. And um, <laughs> I'll tell you this one story. This gives you an example. So yeah. this is my codependency. And it's something not good. It's, it's also a coping mechanism for fears. Sure. You know, and so on. So I said, let's go down to Beverly Hills. And my, my uh, son was with me and his girlfriend from Ohio. And she's got this little cute Ohio accent. She's, she doesn't know Beverly Hills, doesn't know L.A. This is her first time here. So just imagine it's two grown adults. So this is her experience of her, her new father-in-law, so to speak. You right. know? So we drive down to Beverly Hills. I say, hey, I jump in the car. He goes, oh, I have a meeting down there. I say, it's great. We'll carpool. You drive an hour. He goes, uh, I said, well, meet here at 215. Uh, in Beverly Hills, my son shows up, his girlfriend, I show up, he's not there. No text. Where is he? I'm trying to find him. Now I'm back into, oh, this is the old him. This is what he does. And, you know, you have to deal with his lack of boundaries. And uh, so now I'm caught up. I'm shaking. I go into my little phase. So now I'm going, where is he? Where is he? I, I got to go home. So then I call. I finally reach him. He goes, oh, I went to the wrong hotel. I said, yeah, well, where are you? He said, well, I'm at this hotel, this Beverly, other, another Beverly hotel, whatever. Oh, it's two miles. It was two miles the other way, which means it's going to be. In. So he now does the math for me. I go, mm -hmm. I got to be back. He goes, oh, it would only take you five minutes here and five minutes. He does this. I, he's wrong, but he's trying to make me wrong and going, oh, no, it won't. It, just come. I go, can you start coming this way? So I'm in a panic and yeah. they're in the car and. And they're listening to this. They're listening and to this you guy. feel yourself like actually shaking. Shaking, and, yeah. and he's bullying me. He's telling, he's guilting me. He's telling me, oh, you're wrong for, you know, you're selfish, basically. You won't come back here and get me. It's his mistake. He's late. My friend Tim said he would have bought me dinners for a year on five minutes late, let alone now we're in the 20, 25. Sure. So I said, uh, so finally, he goes, come this way. Just come this way. I'm, I'll, I'll walk outside, and, you know, here's the streets, and, and hangs up on me. I'm driving now. I'm starting to go that way, but I'm starting to go, no, I don't want to do this. I'm arguing with myself, and the kids are listening to me. You know, they're 21-year-olds, and I'm, I'm going, what do we, you know? And then finally, I get him on the phone. I said, you know, look, look it's, uh, it's 3 o'clock. I got to be back. And, you know, I was supposed to be back. He goes, no, it's not. It's 251. It's 251. <laughs> and he goes, just come. Hangs up. And I go, and I came a centimeter from an accident. <laughs> A centimeter from hitting a car in yeah. front of me. That's where I went with this. Yeah. 
And then there's, there's Asian families looking at me. I don't know why I had to say they're Asian, but it was a bunch of, it's a lot of Asians looking like with this look on their face of horror of how close I came to an accident. And I go, Ugh. I go, that's it. That's my bottom. That's my bottom. I can't be doing this anymore. I lose myself. And there's a pause. And the Ohio girl just goes, my bottom would have been 251. <laughs> <laughs> we just love we love that she said that so right. innocently and it was so cool to have a different that different set of eyes not my son sure. so it doesn't even know me an adult that she probably thinks is mr shoemaker or whatever uh, my bottom would have been 251 because <laughs> that's what he says to me it's 251 yeah you know get over here you know and and here it is so now it's months later we've worked together and i am not kidding you the dude has blown up in a bad way, really bad. And all the resentments that he's had for me all coming at me. And I talked to my son about this. I said, what's the psychology upon me bringing in someone like this? It's a disaster right now. And I've got a team of people that are trying to deal with him. No one can deal with him. It's like Scarface. He's the last one in the room. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> he's got a pile of, you know, he doesn't have a literal pile of, right. he's got a pile of resentments, that's for sure. And resentments are killers for us. So here's where I'm getting with it, with the shame. Yeah. My shame is so rooted in guilt from my childhood that I think that I have to rescue people. Bingo. Yeah. Or I'm selfish or I'm not a good person. And those people will find you. Mm -hmm. It's like the last of the Mohicans. I will find you. They will find me. Now, the, the difference is a lot of times these days in my recovery from it, I can see it. And then yet I have a slip and this slip, just like me being an alcoholic. Wow. This one hurt because this one's coming back fast and furious. He's had buildup of rage. And it's coming at me. It doesn't only come at me. It comes to everybody. Everybody's yeah. getting it. And it is really powerful. And I actually reached out to him. You know, it, I got to a place of, um, so, my, so my shame turns into guilt, turns into fear, turns into defense. Now my defense is, is I'm defensive. Over-talking, whatever it is. It could be being mean. It could be poking. It could, then, this is my process. Then I got to a good place, a place of forgiveness and understanding that this is me. This is me years ago. This is, you know, but for the grace of God, go I. And mm -hmm. I got to that space, a much better place to be in. And I reached out to him via text this time, no group messages with emails. And I said, bro, you know, you got a problem here. You know, I reached out to him in that way. And I said, I love you. And uh, that's how I closed it out. Do you know he took that message? This tells you how bad it is, how sure. far gone he's gone. Into that rage spiral, into a shame spiral himself. He's so ashamed he can't face the truth. He's so well, ashamed. Thing. When yeah, you yeah. ask him for a question to be answered, he literally cannot do anything but throw it to the other side. He'll toss it anywhere except for answer this simple question. I've tried other people, can't do it. He has an inability to do it because he's in a shame spiral which manifests itself in Whatever ism you want to put on it, you know, you can put on alcoholism, you can put on narcissism, whatever the ism is. The ism is at full flare right now. Right. He responds to that text that says, I love you and I'm here for you. Not in a business way. So this is not business. He responded by pasting the text in a group email to say that I attacked him. Yeah, it's a threat. 
And he's in the place where my other friend who read it cried. Yeah. Unsolicited sure. cried. Said, not that he said that. She hadn't seen that yet. She said, oh, my God, because she saw that I reached out to him. Well, there's and the, his an pain example. Is, is that he's trying to show an example being attacked. There's an example of what we've talked about before, which is everybody can take reality and see it from their perspective. Exactly. So your words make one person cry. Your words make another person go on the attack. Right. At the core of all of it, I think, is what you said is shame. But I want to go back a few minutes where you said yeah. that your guilt – your shame and guilt have caused you to develop this pattern where you have to rescue people. Yeah. Otherwise, did you say you're selfish? Otherwise you're yep. not giving back. Otherwise you're selfish. Yeah. I've been Got programmed it. since a kid. Yeah. That you're selfish if you don't take care of me. Got it. Okay. You know, Which you don't is, take care of me. That means you are. And was a that bad your parents person. that said that? Uh, you, you can okay. Guess. <laughs> but somebody above you. And I think that's, that's important because yeah. you then, the roles were reversed, right? And when children have to take care of siblings or have to take That's care of parents, right. That's exactly right. then they don't get to live their childhood, right? They don't get to mature a way that Health, a normal a child yeah. could, could mature without needing to take care of people, right? Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't have that responsibility. So if we go back to your, your statement, I think this is where the, the operating variable is. If I don't rescue people, then I'm selfish. And, that, I, and I'm no worth. Okay, so that even takes it to another level. Yeah. So for you to find value in yourself, Correct. you need to rescue people. Correct. So what does rescuing people mean? It means that they're in a position in their life where I once was, mm -hmm. and I feel like I <laughs> have the power. Yeah, He-Man. <laughs> yeah. Power Again, of Grayskull. Our conditioning, our conditioning yeah. as men, I have the power. Ooh. to fix them and fix this problem. That's a deep one. It's, that's we just, find so much value in rescuing. It's our value yeah. is in, and do you know to this day, and here's the craziness, you know, insanity, same behavior, expected mm -hmm. different results. I've had this insane behavior for a long, yeah. long time. There have been, I don't think I can think of a single, and I'm talking like at least hundreds of times that you've reached out and tried to rescue that I rescue. Okay. Oh, I'm talking about employing people. I'm talking yep. about this, that, the other thing, fixing people up that ended up married, sure. uh, married. I've uh, nine of them. I don't think any of them speak to me. <laughs> no one, <laughs> one couple does, but I mean, that's the thing is I try to rescue them. I try to rescue so many people. It's always, and I mean, always, if you're listening out there, it's always, you're not supposed to say that in therapy. Right. Never, all, never, and always, right. ever, always, as I can see it, I can't, always a bad mix. Mm -hmm. Some, the, the results are not, I've lost friendships over it from helping someone's kids, some, my friend's kids. My son laughs at me, the long list of people that I've hired that are, the, the, you know, the kids of a friend, and that's not good. That one's not good either. And it's really, it's painful to me too. The results are painful that I've actually lost friendships over it. Yeah. Over so, this attempt to help. And so this is, this is the root of the issue. So let's, let's dive in a little yeah. bit. What does it mean to rescue in the sense of a win or a loss? Meaning if you make an attempt to rescue, how will you know that you succeeded in your rescue attempt? Well, that's, I was going to say it in a funny way. Um, 
I would think that uh, like some of the comedians in the beginning of their career and now that they're really famous that they would, you know, I'd be in their book or, yeah, right. or, or an award ceremony. I'd like to thank Craig Shoemaker for this. Never happened. <laughs> the opposite happens. I, they uh, have gone on and fame and fortune and don't even have their phone number. Yeah, and yeah. I, some of them I'm even trying to reach out to recently. It's to so like people that you've helped and, oh, they, yeah. and they aren't yeah. acknowledging it. At okay. first they did, you know, and in their way, that's how the lore happens. It's almost like an energy that you put out and those people know how to find you and you know how to find them energetically. Yeah, it's a match. It's, it's like a magnets. match. It's sure. a match. It's a Their wound matches your wound exactly. or your desire yes. to rescue exactly so let me ask the question so in the context in cycle yeah yeah of this story what would have had to happen in this with this guy yeah. that you've been telling about in order for you to feel like your rescue was successful so that you could have value now i will tell you one good note was during this process of working together on a, some different projects there was acknowledgement within it there was good product within it. So these are the things, the teasers. Mm -hmm. And other people are pointing out, going, now you could add somebody else without the, you know, without the angst and gotten the same product or maybe better. But you would have had that if you didn't compromise your own integrity and make that happen. So you didn't have to deal with these, these tiny little hugs at the end of the production or, oh, my God, it's so good, and celebrations or what, you know, whatever it is. I could still have that, but in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. But that's not where I go. And then my insecurity is also that this is the person I need to, I need to have this person be a part of it so that um, it, it'll, be, it'll be better this way because it's a better match that we don't match. I mean, it's, it's all this screwed up thinking. Yeah, it's all, it's all wounds, it's traumas, yeah. it's insecurities. It's someone from the so past. Yeah. what would this guy have had to do in order to you feel, for you to feel like you rescued him and therefore you have value? What would he have had to do? I'd say probably acknowledgement. Okay. Even in these email exchanges, you know, when I... I don't want to point it out. Right. Do you know how much money you've just made with me? I mean, it's a lot. More than I've made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> More than I've made. And he's attacking me. Mm -hmm. And if he would have stopped and taken a pause, that I, it was the ironic. You ever have people that go, um, you know, take a breath. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had that Relax. happen? Relax. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not very relaxed. <laughs> exactly. You might want to set an example. Right. That's how you go, take a breath. Yeah. You know, and, and it was like, okay, I'm taking a breath. And this is what I just like some responses here. But if he took that breath and said, you know what, mea culpa, um, this is uh, my responsibility. I'm accountable for this. Then I would know that I inspired him to a better place. That's the, that's the I, key. I think that would be, that would be my, uh, if I have done that for people, Actually, I'm thinking out loud now. We yeah. Have to, we have to end. But should we tease it? No. Okay. I, 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 we got to complete this. Okay. I think that now that I think, I actually have had that acknowledgement. That's what I was going to ask. Doesn't How many come, times? But it doesn't come when I want it. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't come how I think it should. It doesn't come from the ones I rescue. It doesn't right. come with the ones that the I have. Expectations these. aren't met. Well, it's all, yeah, I have bad yeah. intentions. These are my these are my bad intentions. If it's going to come back to me, I'm the one that's bringing them into this equation. So I let me ask this. So so I have had even today. I read three messages, three different messages mm-hmm. that said uh, basically you helped me with my life. That uh, one of them was. Um, her her son died, mm-hmm. and you were the first show that I saw. Now that I'm just up there doing my thing, sure. But I'm not saying to her, a person that I know, I don't even know her. I'm not saying, hey, I got your answer. You know, come mm-hmm. to my comedy show, and then we'll talk afterwards, and then you can thank me later. Hundred percent. No, who no, were the other two? Do you remember? Yeah, one was uh, cancer. It got me through cancer, and one was uh, I do this thing called cameo. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, it's a um, personal messages. If they think you're a celebrity, which I don't think I am, but some people do. Yeah. I don't want to knock anybody that thinks I do, but sure. I, I am. But uh, And I've had many people that reach out on Cameo and they say, okay. can you give a birthday wish? And this other one, they said she doesn't have much time. Mm. Um, this is what he said. And can you, you know, congratulate. Da, da, da. And because uh, we've seen you before and you really help us and, you know, and laughter heals. Good. So these you are-, are not in any of those three people. No. But you are in this other guy. Yeah. So your failure mm-hmm. to rescue him is much more meaningful than your success at rescuing them. Absolutely. Because you're not in the win. Right. right? You're not yeah. in, the, in the success. So you're going to dismiss all these other evidences, all these other people who've said, oh, my yeah. God, you changed my life. There's probably people that haven't killed themselves. Because they heard a thought that you that you gave, True. right? Actually, it has been said to me. Right. It's always strange. But you're not holding on to those because the expectation hasn't yeah. been met. No and expectations because I don't know them. I'm floating it out into the universe. By the way, this is yeah. the same thing with podcasts. We have no idea how this is affecting someone. Correct. No idea. And you have to turn the results over and just let it be. You know, it's going to find its audience. It's going to find the one person. If you can shift someone's thinking into not putting a bullet in their head or whatever it is, or have another thought on on rescuing, another thought we talked about before about kidnapping and pedophiles and things like that, alcoholism, whatever it is, if they can have another thought to that, that changes the paradigm or shifts their paradigm so they can get the happiness and love and joy then that would be more the position I'd like to be in. And here's, here's the thing. for something that I had an agenda on. That's the key, is an agenda. Like yeah. you said, you didn't tell her, hey, come to my show and I'll heal you. No. And I'm saying to this person, exactly. so to speak, you come to me Bingo. and I will take care of your problems. I know you have problems with your family. And right. I know you have problems with uh, all these things. And I'm so saying, your ego's involved in this yeah, rescue. Absolutely. All right, we're going to end the show with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ego's involved in all rescues. Every single rescue, it's the ego. Of course it is. Uh, Which ego, here's your acronym, Edging God Out. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Uh, Oh, good. We'll (laughs) tease it to the next time. All right, we got to go. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Uh, uh, Sean and I are just going to keep firing out a number of these. And I think you heard, if you just listen to this one, our intention is to kind of give you an angle that's not out there. It's not a common angle. And we, I think sometimes we give into the common, we give into the, in the box, into the linear, yeah. into all of that. We, you can't expand 
while staying inside of a you box. Can't. So yeah. I think that's where we really resonate. Yeah. Let me just tie a bow on this conversation okay, because good. I don't think it'll come up in, in or in case it great. doesn't come up in another after episode. This, I want you to end the show though. Perfect. You button the show. I'm not saying another word. How's that? Except for maybe, hey, goodbye. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to make you a bet, right? I, I think I know some verbal triggers that putting you my can't microphone keep... <laughs> down. Putting my here we go. He's going to button up the show. So here's good night, everybody. Here's the real operating, like profound wisdom in this story, and in where you got just a few moments ago, is that you set the expectation, therefore you have something to gain and something to lose. When you've said, I see me in you, therefore it's my duty to go rescue you. But then here's the real operating variable is he has to change for you to win. And anytime that somebody else has to change in order for you to win, you're always a victim. Because if somebody's not ready to change, as you know, they won't change. And so we're always going to lose. You're always going to lose. And even if he were to change. I just talked. You talked. Even if he were to change, you, there's a chance that you wouldn't hold it as dearly as you think you would because it's not coming from a clean place. So your ego needs him to change so that you feel better about yourself. And this isn't just pointing at you, Craig, because I got my own issues with all of that. I think we all do. But if we're going to get to this place of not almost getting into car accident and not hitting your bottom and, and shifting and all that. We have to serve in a clean way. And if we serve with an expected reciprocation, it's never clean. There you go. So we'll open this or something else back up in previous episodes. And I do want to say, I really acknowledge you for just being open and let's see what people can learn from your stories. And we'll see you the next time on what's it called? <laughs> Can we help us? Can, I? <laughs> can you it's help called, us? Can I help you with Dr. Craig Shoemaker with Sean Smith? It should be called God, somebody help us. Yeah, There you go. <laughs> we might have just renamed the podcast. You know what the name of my book I wanted it to be? Because things take so long, you know, to have these discoveries. Yeah. God's a slow motherfucker. <laughs> That's the name of my book. Perfect. It's, it's too slow. We want it to happen faster. Well, we have. Perfect. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you got something out of it. Please share this with a friend. If you can, review us on Apple Podcast. You can always reach us on Instagram at Can I Help You Podcast, Twitter at Can I Help You Pod, and Facebook on my fan page. You can reach me personally on Instagram, official Craig Shoemaker, Twitter at The Love Master, and the Facebook group Craig Shoemaker Presents. For tour dates and all else, sign up for my shoes letter. Go to craigshoemaker.com. Today's podcast was edited by Sergio Navoa.